0: Welcome to Grant and Hopes Podcast, where we explore themes around the prophetic and the supernatural. As staff at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, we desire to equip the Saints for the work of ministry in the power of God.
1: Dreams, visions, signs and wonders, a miracle parade from the corner of Grandview Road in Blue Ridge all the way to Arrowhead Stadium. You know, I am so excited to share today about Bob Jones' July 3rd vision. It's about the promise of anointed young leaders, the 35 young leaders that would walk down the Highway of Holiness. Is talking about a miracle parade from the Truman Farmhouse all the way to Arrowhead Stadium. We are called to be keepers and stewards of the story, and I've been thinking deeply about the prophetic promises for the Church of Kansas City. So I'm excited to share with you guys today just a quick overview of what happened, and then I'm going to share uh, a 2002 telling of this story from Mike Bickle, a 2009 telling of this story from Mike Bickle, I'm going to share a 1988 interview with between Mike and Bob Jones, and then I'm going to share finally a small clip from Bob Jones sharing uh, this story from himself in a more recent year, probably uh, around the time he passed away, probably early 2010, so I am so excited to share about this. Uh, it's This July 3rd, 2019 is going to be 35 years after this encounter. So basically, here's a quick overview, and then I'll just start uh, going right into the clips. On July 3rd, 1984, check this out. Bob Jones had a supernatural encounter where he saw the Lord being exalted and carried by a group of young leaders, almost like the Ark of the Covenant was carried by David. In David's day in 2nd Samuel 6 and in the future Bob saw that God would raise up young leaders and anoint them with an unusual measure of power to preach the gospel and heal the sick as seen in the book of Acts and they were leading this great procession of people who had been healed through their ministry and there was just thousands and thousands of people lined up on both sides of the street watching the parade, which was from Blue Ridge Boulevard from Grandview Road all the way to Arrowhead Stadium. And if, if you do the math and do the look at the map, it takes about four hours to walk the 12 miles to the stadium. And Bob guessed there's about 35 leaders, he says 35 apostles, uh, since the Lord described them as walking on the highway of holiness out of Isaiah 35. So... I don't want to take up too much time. I wanted to give a quick overview and just let Bob and Mike share the stories for themselves. But I wanted to include multiple talents of the story just to get a more comprehensive view as much as possible on this importance of July 3rd, this visitation of the the promise of anointed young leaders in the Miracle Parade. So I hope you find this encouraging, inspiring. I am provoking you to prayer and provoking you to love Jesus more. Okay,
0: now I'm going to tell ex- uh, an experience. Let me see, I'm getting, uh, uh, i got to go get right to it here because I'm running out of time. Uh, it was a v- the most dynamic, uh, n- a dramatic supernatural experience I've ever had. This is in August 1984. And it begins in July 3rd, 1984 with Bob Jones again. Bob Jones has a powerful visitation from the Lord, where he's caught up in that realm, whatever. And our 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 uh, uh, church is over in Overland Park on 109th and Rose. So what, 15 minutes from Grandview, I suppose. 15 minutes. you are in a night for those that are visiting. It's a it's a nice part of town. Grandview. Well, one guy called it kind of the. Well, it's different than Overland Park. Let's just leave it that way. I love Grandview, and so. Uh, we're over in Overland Park. Our church is. Let's say we have seven, eight hundred people coming on Sunday morning, and we got to, We're fiery. We're going for revival. We're praying every night, and a lot of lawyers and doctors, professionals. We have about ten of the Kansas City Chiefs, probably ten doctors, eight or ten lawyers, a lot of professional, young professionals going for revival. It's a, a professional part of town, and Bob Jones has his experience, and uh, the visitors won't be able to. Catch the, uh, the lang- I mean the, uh, geography so well. And in this experience, we're on Blue Ridge and Grandview Road at the corner. Right there by Blue Ridge. Or it's just, it actually, it's a, a several miles. And there's a big procession going down the street. And they're going down Blue Ridge on the way to Arrowhead Stadium because Blue Ridge begins real close to that location and it ends at Arrowhead Stadium. And what it is, there's thousands and thousands of people lined up on each side of the road, and there's, there's the Ark of the Covenant, and the 35, uh, 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 people, because it's men and women, in one of my uh, tapes I said men, but it, it's not accurate. I read it today, I go, that's not true. It was men and women, and they had uh, 35 apostles. Apostles are being restored today. Apostles, they're not gonna write the Word of God, Like the apostles of the Lamb, they're of a different category than the original apostles. But the apostolic ministry is vital to the great harvest. The apostolic ministry is vital to many, many, many things. And this is going to be a real issue with many streams in the body of Christ. They don't like that apostle word. That's the chief apostle is restoring apostles. That's all there is to it. Okay. There's plenty of verses on it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that, that I could pull out, but I don't want to take time. So there, there's there, there, there's 35. He sees the number 35. That's just I just take it, him at his word. He says he sees that number. And men and women, they're carrying the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders, leading the parade. Now behind this parade is a multitude of people who are pushing wheelchairs. It was the it was the guy who had no arm, but now he has an arm. It's the person that was totally paralyzed. He's now pushing his wheelchair. It was the person on crutches their whole life. They're carrying their crutches. It's the every type of disease has been healed and they're parading down Blue Ridge to go to Arrowhead Stadium to have a blowout worship setting where God's going to visit and the Lord is at the front of the procession. He's sitting on the Ark of the Covenant. He's, uh, there, he's being carried by uh, uh, several of these apostles, and then there's a few behind him, and then a multitude of the healed. The people on both sides, the whole city nearly, that's exaggerated, but I mean thousands and thousands have turned out on the side to watch the procession to the city. And the Lord turns, and the Lord says, uh, from this exalted position, uh, uh, sitting on the ark of the Covenant as they're uh, carrying it in, he says, "I'm going to reveal my glory through my holy apostles." He tells us to Bob. Now, Bob is in the stands. He's not, he's not in the deal. He's in the stands. Uh, he's not in the per- 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 uh, procession of the parade, or he's not carrying the Ark of Covenant. And he has a hospital gown on, and he's troubled. His heart is hurting over this. And he's, in, he's there in the stands, and, and an angel stands next to him. He hears the Lord say, I'm going to release my glory through my holy apostles. The angel stands next to him. He says, look down at your feet. He looks at his feet. His feet are crippled. And the angel said to him, he goes, you are Mephibosheth. You are like Mephibosheth. He said, your feet have been crippled in the battle. You've been injured and your tutors dropped you. And he explained it to him. I don't want to go in that. That was personal about Bob. He goes, he was in a hospital gown and Bob said, I want to be, I want to be there. And the Lord says, it's not ordained for you. It's ordained for you to be here. And he said, however, you are Mephibosheth, 2 Samuel 9, you can read it. I will see to it that you will dine at David's table. However, uh, you will not be leading it as you're imagining. And Bob was absolutely devastated. So Bob comes to me the next day in July. He had this experience July 3rd. Now, so July 4th, he comes to my house. He goes, Mike, I had the most awesome, devastating experience. He goes, number one. Oh, he says, in this uh 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 experience the angel told me to tell it to you because he said he's going to take you to the very throne of God. You're gonna visit the I don't no, I'm adding those words. He's gonna cause you to have a visitation from the Lord to see this very reality. This very it just so happens I I go to the very presence of the Lord. It's what happens. But the angel says, Tell Mike or whatever he said, go tell him what's his name, (laughs) you know. Uh that I'm going to visit him and reveal this to him face to face. The Lord is going to reveal face to face. So Bob says the Lord's going to show you this face to face. He says you're going to have a heavenly experience. And this is the summer of '84, and I'm going really. He goes yes. He goes number two. He goes we're going to Grandview. We're on our way to Grandview. I go well we've been in Overland Park for a couple of years and our whole congregation's there. He goes the Lord didn't care about that at all. We're going to Grandview. He goes we're going right by uh, a Blue Ridge. Right White Road starts somewhere over there where it starts. And he says, uh, we find, I mean, uh, he doesn't tell me this just that very minute, but later on he tells me, he says, one of the reasons we're going to Grandview, because the Lord wants us next to Harry S. Truman's house. And you know, Harry S. Truman's role in the rebirthing of the nation of Israel, Harry S. Truman's house is a hundred yards from the beginning place of that. That march, or right, it's right there, and and we're marching Darrowhead Stadium, which is Truman Sports Complex. He goes, the Lord is making a point about the intercession in this city, and the stadium meetings, and the birthing, a national revival in the nation of Israel. Not the, I mean, the spiritual, uh, not birthing, but breaking through. And he told me a little bit about that, but that's uh, another subject that we'll spend more time on, but I just feel like that's important to say. He goes, Mike, number one, God's going to visit you. Number two, he said... Uh, we're going to Grandview. He goes, for sure. And number three, I'm going to get injured in the battle. He goes, and I'm in hospital gowns, and I'm not leading out front when it breaks open. He goes, I am devastated by this. And, and, you know, uh, maybe lacking a little bit on on, uh, compassion, a little high on enthusiasm, I go... Uh, Bob that uh, God bless you Could you tell me more About that visitation I'm going to give uh, you, you wouldn't mind You know Forgetting your grief For a second I'm kind of excited Right now Didn't exactly do that But uh, Bob was depressed He said I've never had an experience So depressing Dream I was born a dream Well where were you? It's hard to know for sure. I was there. And I looked at Bob. I said, that felt good to say that one time. Because he said that to me so many times. Well, it was in July 1983. We're on top of page four on the notes here. And uh, Bob had a, uh experience with the Lord. Where he saw the Lord high and exalted. And he was being carried by a group of young young leaders. Again, he's looking at some of you. I mean, this is, again, uh, many, many years ago, 25 plus years ago. He's looking at young leaders in the future. Some of them, Bob went on to tell us, he goes, some of these are, 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 are only infants. They're only a few months old right now. Some of them aren't even born yet. And the Lord was giving a picture. And anyway, the Lord is being exalted by a group of uh, young leaders. There were 30, 40, 50 of them. Bob uses the number. He says there was 35 of them. And I said, how do you know? How I many do you count in a vision? one, two, three. Four. How do you know there's 35 of them? He said, well, because the Lord spoke Isaiah 35, that they must walk on the highway of holiness. So it, there must have been 35. I said, well, okay. So I don't really go with that number because I don't necessarily do my math that way. But uh, that, that the number is the Bible verse that God highlighted. It might be. It just really might be, but I don't know for sure. And so he saw this 30, 40, 50 young people and they were carrying the Lord like the Ark of the Covenant, like in the days of David. They were carrying the Lord on the Ark of the Covenant. And Jesus was actually sitting on the, on the top. And they were marching down Blue Ridge. I mean, Blue Ridge, you know, is a, is a 50 yards from here, from this intersection. Blue Ridge and Grandview Road is where he saw them. Now that's kind of neat today because it's only 50 yards from our building. But when he gave us this word, we were 15 minutes in another part of town, in an affluent part of town. And he said, you're going over to Grandview Road in Blue Ridge. And I said, I don't think so. He said, I promise you, you were, you're that's where you're going. The Lord's already established it. And so, uh, you know, I've had a few folks over the years, me included, who don't really like this building. Or the layout, or the parking, or the bathrooms, or the sound, or about... Ten more things. But I want to tell you one thing. Whenever I kind of get into that attitude, which I have many times, I remember I was in another part of town and God literally showed this corner to Bob. And so I said, here we are, you know, let's do it. And the way the people came to us who own this building, who knew nothing about this and made us an offer we could not refuse. It was remarkable how that happened. That's another story for another time. But here we are. So we're 50 feet, 50 yards from that intersection and uh, and I didn't have a thought that was going to happen. And, and uh, of course, you know, Harrius Truman's property is just several hundred yards away from here. And when we moved here, I said, the Harrius Truman property, the, the prophecy has come to pass. I had no idea we would actually be on his actual property. I was content just to be next to it. But that, the Lord had more on his mind than just being next to it. We're on it with that uh, property that we got the 125 acres. Well, anyway, this group of about... 30, 40, 50 young people, they're carrying the Lord on the Ark of the Covenant. They're marching down Blue Ridge, starting here at the corner at Grandview, just again, 50 yards from here. And they're marching that 12-mile walk to the Arrowhead Stadium, which is called Truman Sports Complex. So it's a 12-mile parade. And there's thousands of people on both sides of the street. Thousands of them. And they're lined up all the way to the stadium. That's a 12 mile walk. And I don't know how literal this is, but I'm taking it. I'm, I'm aiming for it. But the Lord always has a different little turn and twist. The way things happen, you can't tell for sure. But I'm believing for that actual parade. And there's thousands of people on each side of the road. And there's these 30, 40, 50 young people carrying the Lord. And the Lord said, these are the ones I've anointed in an unusual way. Now, Every believer is anointed to heal the sick and preach the gospel. But through history, the Lord sometimes releases here and there through history an unusual demonstration of power. He said, I'm going to release an unusual demonstration of power is how the Lord described it. And behind these 30, 40 people, there were a a long list of people that were healed. They were Pushing their wheelchairs. They were, they were paralyzed. They were instantly healed and now they're pushing the wheelchairs. They're carrying, you know, they were missing a limb. And they're carrying that limb with them. You know, the, the, the one, the prosthesis that they had, they're carrying it with them. And they're, all these thousands of people are in the road, those that were healed by these young people, of course by the Lord I mean, but through these young people and the multitudes across the city were on the sidelines, they're cheering. Like, wow. And then the Lord looks at Bob and he says this to him. Tell Mike Bickle, tell Mike, that I'm going to visit him. And I'm going to cause him to stand before me and I'm going to show him these young people. So this experience with Bob is over. And I have in paragraph C some of his own words. And uh, you can read some of that on your own. But I'm going to mention one more thing in the middle of page 4. Very important thing that the Lord spoke. That I'm going to tell you how, what happened when the Lord did visit me and allowed me to stand before him. It was a month later. And I saw this company of young people. These They were yet future. And I believe that it's possible we're in those days right now. It, you know, may go a little bit longer. I don't know. But I'm talking about a operation of the power of God that uh, was like in the book of Acts. It was like what was common in the Book of Acts, is what Bob, how Bob described it. But here's what the Lord told him. Look at number two. In the middle, of page four, they're under sea. This verse, Psalm, 12, verse one. The Lord, here's what the the scripture says: Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases; the faithful disappear from among the sons of men. Oh, by the way, among these. 30, 40, 50, he saw both men and women, young people. I just want you to know that. That the, that the Lord was anointing in power to heal the sick and to preach the gospel. He saw both of them. And he was, he was bold about that. And that kind of stirred up some folks back in that day and, and, and still does. But uh, both positive and negative. But the Lord then spoke Psalm 12, verse 1 to him. Now look at this at number 2. The Lord said to Bob, I want you to pray Psalm 12 verse 1. Of course, Bob doesn't know that Psalm. And the Lord speaks it to him. And he says, I want you to cry, Help Lord, the godly man perishes. He says, the Lord said, or you can say this, Help Lord, we don't have any champions anymore who will only lift you up. The, your servants, they want, they want you plus something. They want a little bit of the glory. They want a little bit of the money in a way that the Lord says, I didn't ordain for them to take it. Or they use it for license, for compromise in their life. He said, where are the champions who only want to glorify Jesus? They have no agenda for themselves in their anointing and their power, their money, or their license because they're so powerful that nobody will challenge them. So they kind of get away with their secret sin. The Lord told Bob, he says, Say, help Lord, cry out to me, cry out for young people so that they will persevere in their godliness. The Lord said to Bob, I will answer this prayer and I'm going to answer it in the midst of this group of young people in Kansas City. And of course, he'll answer it in many places of the earth. Paragraph 3. Bob went on to say, he goes, the Lord was telling him how many of his anointed leaders have brought shame to him through the years. Through immorality or gold or they handle the anointing in an inappropriate way to draw attention to themselves. He says, but I'm raising up leaders who will not sell out on any of these points. And here's the part I love. The Lord told Bob, they will serve me. All the days of their life, they will be faithful to the end in purity, in the money, in the humility. They will be faithful to the end with great uh, blessing and increase coming to their life. It will not turn their heads at all. Wow. Well, so Bob tells me this, July 3rd, 1984. And again, I'm covering so many details. That's why I have them written down for you so you can kind of read them a little bit more later. Then uh, it's a month later. And and the Lord and Bob told me, he said, the Lord told me to tell you he's going to visit you. You, he's gonna allow you to stand before him, literally in his presence. And I said, What do you mean? He says, You're going there. I go, Where? He goes, You'll know when you get there. And it, it wouldn't, you know, it's kind of funny to say, but he he meant it. He was very serious about this. And he said, He's gonna let you see these young people ahead of time.
2: Every place they've got sons. And he's speaking, Paul and Royal about the sons of the prophet. You know, Elijah had a son that had his double. And the sons of the prophets, the anointing is coming to the sons of the prophets now. And the sons of the prophets will have the double. For the sons of the prophets are taught by the old prophets. to hear that small still voice and the sons of the prophets will have the double because they'll be the leaders they'll be the apostles of the latter day church so the sons of the prophets will not only be prophets but they'll be apostles because they'll have the double they'll have the ability to bring that in uh David, he didn't build the temple, but his son did. Uh, When the old ones that come out of the wilderness, and they come out of the rejection, their sons won't know the rejections that the old ones have. Their sons, because the old one has stood in the way, their sons won't be crippled. But they'll be ones that will be the leaders of the end-time church. And those leaders will be the sons of the prophets the old prophets like me won't be able to put our hands to the golden ark but our sons will they'll bear it and they'll bring it in and now I'll go to the July 3rd revelation July 3rd 84 the
3: Lord told him in June that he would stand and appear to him on July 3rd 1984 and so he told us for a month he goes the Lord's got a very important message for me on July 3rd, and so
2: so on July 3rd, now was this a vision, or where were you? I was there, but I had been told for three years that He would appear to me on July the 3rd. 1984. And that He would bring a covenant, and on July the 3rd, the Holy Spirit took me to a place. This time it wasn't the Lord took me, it was, a, it was the Holy Spirit, He took me to a place. And I saw the Lord high and lifted up by some young men. And he sat upon the golden ark, and he sat upon the mercy seat. And I, 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 I bowed, and I began to praise him, and, to, and I bowed upon my knees to worship him. And he told me, stand up and look. And I looked, and they were men that had a hold of the golden ark. And they had the ark upon their single shoulder. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And I said, Oh Lord, can I put my hand to that work? He said, No, you can't. And I sort of got my feelings hurt. I can't, Lord, but I love you, Lord. I know you love me. But I didn't call you for this work. I call these young ones to it. They're those that you're to watch over. They're the ones that will bear the government on their shoulders. And I love you too. So come and set at a table with me. And so the Lord, he came from down from the golden ark. And there was a table. And we started to go to set at a table with the Lord. And I had to walk funny because my feet were crippled. And the Lord says, Mephibosheth. Put your feet underneath my table and your crippled feet won't show. And so I set at the table and he says, I'm going to explain some things to you. The leadership that I bring will not be crippled. They won't be lame. Your early nursemaids dropped you just as they did for the Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth means... His name means one that will blow away the shame. So the old prophets has gone through the desert and through the testings. They stood there in faith and in truth. And because they did, they'll still blow away the shame. They'll take the shame off the body of Christ because their sons will raise up in power and lift up the golden ark on their shoulder and bring the government of God and the glory back into the house of God. And I sat at the table of the Lord, and He said, "I want you to study about Mephibosheth, Bob, because he had a son." And he does in Scripture. And He said, "Count the name of the young people there." And I looked, and they were thirty-five. There were thirty-five young people that was left in the ark up. And so I've studied Scripture. He was told to, He told me to study the Scripture about Mephibosheth and his son. Mephibosheth had a son. His name was Micah. Micah means godlike. Our sons won't have the infirmity or the warfare that we've had to survive. And because of uh, the prophets teaching the sons of the prophets, that's why I take fatherly pride in some of my children. Because what I've gone through, they won't have to. Every bit of victory and warfare that I've gone through, I can show them how to avoid it. I know where the snake pits are. I know where the quicksand is. And therefore, those that become the sons and daughters, they can just take the teaching of the old fathers and avoid the traps. And the two and three year hang-ups that I've had to go through and so the sons of the prophets they're going to bear the glory they're going to bring it in the leadership and so he told me as I sat there sat with me and talked to me and he told me about these people uh, the visitation probably lasted 30 minutes and very few times do I have permission to ask the Lord any question whatsoever This time I did. And he told me about these and why that they had to be the next generation and the birthing of the next generation. And he began to speak to me and explain. And if you'll study in there, you'll find that Mephibosheth's servant, Ziba, he had uh, 15 children, sons, and 20 servants at 35 there so there's be two different degrees even the help there there's a confirmation in that chapter in Samuel uh, even the thirty-five number but uh, and he said look me in the eyes I want you to pray and I want to tell you what to pray and Said yes. He said I want you to pray Psalms 12:1 first. And so I prayed Psalms 12:1, and it begins like this: "Help, Lord, for the godly man perishes." What it's really saying there, help, Lord, because we don't have any heroes or champions anymore. We don't have any of them 35 to lift up the glory. Uh, we don't have any David or Gideons. All we got is those at the top that's revealing shame. We need some people that the body of Christ can look to and say they will not sell out. They will serve the Lord all the days of their life. And so, I prayed that. And the Lord said, Bob, I will answer that prayer. He said, now, I want you to ask me this prayer, that my I want you to pray that your faith faileth not, and that I help your unbelief. So I said, Lord, help us so that our faith faileth not, and help our unbelief. And so some of the revelation he brings in strange ways, like buses and things like that, that's where our faith won't fail us. And he's helping our unbelief to where we can really believe God for his purpose. The last thing he told me to ask for was power. And I said, Lord Jesus, will you lose power to us? And he said, Bob, I will answer all your requests. And the vision was over. With the vision began long ago with the rainbow. When he first promised it, I saw a double rainbow over my house. Three years before the 3rd of July in 84. I waited three years for that visitation, thinking each July would be that. And when uh, June came in 84, the angels kept coming and saying, This is the year. They came three times to tell me it would happen in 84. It did. The prayers I prayed in 84 is what the Lord is doing. He's raising up leadership that will not sell out in immorality or for gold or for fame. Girls, gold and glory is what the glory, the golden shekinah, has been sold out for. The leadership he's raising, which will be both male and female, will not sell out for girls' gold or glory. But they will be faithful to the Lord in this end time. In their testimonies, even now, their temptations is far greater than the things that Paul went through. For this world is even in mor- more in morale than it was then. So their temptation is even greater. But they will be faithful and true, like him. And they will reign and reveal to the world that they truly are the faithful and true leaders and the government will speak upon his single shoulder just like it says in isaiah like the pole of the golden ark rests on those 35 people i saw and many i know by face not all but many i saw the face i know they're calling
3: yeah i want to comment on that uh This was probably one of the most uh, significant visitations that Bob had. I'm gonna give just a little different uh, angle of it. Uh, The Lord, he told us for uh, about a month or so since the first of June, he said on July 3rd, I know it's this year. The Lord said this year for sure. He said, I've been waiting for this thing. And uh, two or three, on probably five or six occasions, in the five and a half years that we've been together, uh, the Lord would give him a a date a few months down the road and he'd appeared to him literally appeared to him in the Spirit. He'd see him with his eyes on probably five or six times to where it was a major, major uh, uh, word given to him. And I think that that this one was probably, I don't know which was the most significant, but this really impacted me. And so he sees the the 35 apostles that the Lord said would come out of this movement. Now every movement will have its own apostles. Now I think there's a a number of uh, different levels of apostolic ministry. I believe that, that Paul said that I am not inferior to even the most eminent apostles uh, in 2nd Corinthians 12 12 so there's apostles there's eminent apostles and there's most eminent apostles just by the implication of that that description in 1st Corinthians 16 Paul says so and so they were outstanding among the apostles there's very levels various levels of apostles and the Lord was showing that he was going to sit out of this movement there would be 35 apostles not that they would all be at the same time because there might be Five or six of them released in the 90s. And uh, five or six of them released ten years after that. So we're, I'm not necessarily sure they're all going to be revealed at the same time. But in this generation, there will be 35 of them that will appear for this movement that will be of the highest level of apostolic ministry. I believe there will be hundreds of apostles in this movement, but I believe there will be 35 like a Paul. And the Lord said the whole government of this movement at its highest level level in all the places it goes, there would be 35 in whom the Lord would separate in the highest way, although the government let rest on apostles and prophets, but it said it would be 35 apostles specifically, and they were carrying the ark, which spoke of his presence, and uh, I'm going to tell the, uh, the uh, your uh, moaning part, is that okay? That's fine. Bob was on the side, and the Lord was going, and, and he said, oh Lord, I want to I want to put my shoulder to the ark of the covenant. I want to be... I want to do this. The Lord said, no, Bob. And he said, oh, Lord, please. And he said, no, I've not ordained it for you. Amen. He says, this is not appointed to you. And he says, oh, Lord, I love you. He says, I love you, Bob, but this isn't an issue of me loving you. And Bob told me, I, I don't know, you know, what you'd say about now, but he said, I was so emotional, I couldn't even hardly hear what he had to say after that. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, Bob, listen, for heaven's sake, this is important. I hope that, you know, I get have reach in that vision, slap the pay attention. And uh, because i was so emotional i didn't even much care what he had to say about you young kids and uh and uh, the thing i've always loved about bob is that he's always revealed uh the human dimension in the midst of the divine dimension and that, that's why we've always trusted him because he's always told us the negative with the positive he's always told us when the lord rebuked him and and when he had things that were wrong and he's admitted the, the visions or the things that, that were born out of his flesh and his imagination and not the spirit. He would always come and tell us that. That's what gave us confidence in him was his humility. So anyway, so there's the 35. And the Lord said they're going to bring great glory will rest upon them. Though I believe there will be hundreds of apostles in this movement. And, and many every movement will have its apostles and prophets. I believe God got uh, emerging apostles in a number of movements now. And he's going to add prophets to the prophets that are already there. And he's going to bring it to higher statures. And uh, so then the Lord tells him, "Pray the prayer, Psalm twelve one. Where are your champions, O Lord? Where are those that won't sell out?" And the Lord visited you what two months ago and told you the same prayer, yep. Psalm twelve one. He told him again just yep. recently. He said, "Pray it again." And uh, the prayer of Psalm twelve one is the prayer of what was what it Matthew nine or whatever the, the prayer to the Lord of the harvest that He will send laborers because the laborers are few. And so it's a prayer that God would release men and women that won't sell out, that He can anoint Amen. before the people. And I challenge you to pray that prayer for His champions. The, the, uh, the New American Standard calls it the faithful. Amen. But the Lord said, he said pray, where are, there, are the champions? Now the, the significant thing for... Um, wait, wait, I'm going to go on to the Mephibosheth. So He said, Bob, you're liking the Mephibosheth. Your tutors dropped you. And I didn't understand what that meant. He said, the order or the generation of which you were raised... They did not teach you some of the things concerning the next generation. The pattern of my ways. They didn't teach you about some of the issues of life that are necessary. He goes, your tutors, the people that discipled you and trained you, left that out of you. And he said, and you will not, he said, you will sit at David's table, but you won't bear the government like those. But he goes, I've told you so you could encourage the leadership now with this vision so that they would continue an in intercession to pray for the faithful, and even, and even some of the people praying out there will become some of the faithful. But I'm sure some of those 35 are not here yet. And some of them are still just young, probably in their teens right now. And some of them are, probably aren't even born yet. And uh, though there's a few that are, that, that are in our midst that are even been doing some of the praying. And uh, he saw a, a few of the faces. And uh, though he, he hasn't spoken about that, which I feel like that he, he shouldn't. The Lord ought Amen. to tell people that. And uh, so he's held that back and says, I, I won't say who I saw there which I greatly appreciate that. But then the Lord told him, that's where it becomes very significant in terms of my faith. The Lord told me, so it's on July 4th and I'm talking to Bob. And oh boy, this this was, because you know, I got with him, I said, what happened? I mean, we've been waiting for six weeks. What did he, did he appear? And he goes, he sure did. And, and of course he, he kind of moaned over, he says, well the Lord, he he wouldn't let me be in it. <laughs> he goes, I don't know if I'm gonna tell you. He was just teasing though. <laughs> just like that. And I said, oh, come on Bob, don't do this. And, uh, and then he said, he said, the Lord told me that he was going, he said, I want you to go tell Mike, I'm going to visit him and I'm going to give him this very revelation about the apostles coming forth in this movement. And uh, I said, uh, you, I don't understand. He said, the Lord is going to take you to the place he took me and show you the same visitation because this is the thing he wants you to believe for is the manifestation of these apostles of the highest level.
4: Back in the late 70s, an angel told me, you're going to have a, the Lord is going to come and visit you. So in the late, and he'll come when a double rainbow comes over your house, and it'll be the 3rd of July. So I told him in the 70s, the Lord's coming to visit me this year. Well, he didn't. I went on and I believed it every year, and and, in 84 I was still believing it. January of 84, and an angel came again and said this to me, this is the year he's coming to visit you, get your questions that you can ask him. You know, we all really want to ask him a lot of questions, don't we? I prayed about that for two or three months. What do I want an answer to? If I'm talking, he won't be. I'm not going to ask him anything. I'm going to let him talk. I'm afraid that many times we talk too much. In this, you're intercessors. I believe intercessors are changing. Intercession, you're really using your head a lot, aren't you? I think you're going to be soaking more and talking less. I think you're going to be coming into His presence more and waiting for the Word of God to come into your spirit man, your conscience. And then it'll be relayed into your imagination and you shall proclaim it and it'll happen. I believe there's an awesome change going on and like you said, I believe it's going to take place in quietness, quietness and confidence of you waiting and get the Lord's word, what he wants to be brought forth. I'm not saying quit praying now, but I think the way that we've been going is going to take a change of quietness and literally spending that intimate intimacy with him so when this takes place he will speak within you what he wants created And on the, July the 3rd, I was sitting on my back porch, which was glassed in, and I was waiting. And I got up early, because I really believed he was coming. At 3 o'clock in the evening, a white light came into me and blinded me. And I was sitting at a table. He stepped out of the white light, and he took my hand. He said, Dear friend, I've been looking forward to this time. I think he wants you to know him as friend, dear friend. And then he said, Do you have your questions? I said, No, Lord, I haven't got any questions. So he began to tell me what would take place in the next few years. It was probably 30 minutes of our time that he sat at a table and told me what would take place in the future. Then he got ready to leave. He said, dear friend, would you pray some prayers to me so I can answer them? That was sort of a shocker. The first thing he asked me to pray was Psalms twelve one. 1. Help, Lord, for all the godly men perish, and no man lays it to heart. You know, he was saying, there's not any dread champions left. They're all dead. I believe it's the 89th Psalm and the 1921st. David was a dread champion of God. Many of the dread champions of the church, really begin back in the 1900s and other places, they're gone. He wanted men and women that would champion his cause on the earth. Well some of you may not have known him then. But he started dealing with certain people at that time that are going to be the leaders of the church. They're not going to be novices. Going to be lead. These are going to be dedicated men that have been tried in the fire. Where you're chosen in the furnace of affliction. They are both men and women that's ready to come forth. And if you're not one of them, then you're going to be one of them that follows them. For he's going to raise them up. He's been doing that ever since then. Then he asked me to pray again, pray that the church's faith faileth not, and I help their unbelief. He was saying, I'm going to keep giving them tokens all along, when they begin to get beat down and everything, I'm going to let everything speak to them, and give them tokens that keeps their faith going. So if you look back in your past it's when you felt that everything was gone something would just spur up in you nature would happen and things like this and it would keep your faith from feeling and it would help you overcome your unbelief the last thing he asked me to pray for will you ask that i will release power to the church He said, I'm going to do it in the order you prayed.
2: Thanks for listening to our podcast. If
0: you've enjoyed it, please give us a rating on iTunes and feel free to share with a friend. Our ministry is made possible through our financial partner team. If you feel stirred to give, you can do so by using the link in our bio.